Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie sh- review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who is always cool. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review... <laughs> We also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. And uh, we're going to plug our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. Go check it out. Read the stuff. You know, interact with us. Comment. Subscribe. Check us out on social media. We're on the Twitter and Facebook mostly. We also have a uh, a subreddit that you can check out and upvote our posts on. Mm-hmm. That's just mostly a, uh, a something we hope grows into something. Yeah, I almost wonder if we should just like remove comments on posts and just put a link to the subreddit as the forum. Oh, maybe. Maybe that work out better. We post certainly a- get less spam. Yeah, get spam all the time. We post uh, new episodes every Wednesday, so uh, so listen to us every Wednesday and subscribe and leave a review. On the uh, podcast platform of your choice, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, any of the ones that, you know, you want to give us a shout out on. Today, we will be talking about Mandy, which is, as we're recording, and by the way, this is a pre-recorded episode, as we're recording, it's a pretty darn new horror movie that just kind of came out of nowhere and landed in a straight-to-streaming format, as well as in theaters simultaneously. Um, We'll start by giving a brief review of our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, 10 being the best, and a 5 being just totally average, nothing uh, terrible or great about it. Uh, And after we give our score, we'll get into kind of a rundown of the movie and uh, take a deeper dive into, into spoilers and what we liked and hated about the film. Uh, later we'll, we'll be doing later in the show, we will be doing guess that clip, which is, uh, has a bunch of clips from horror movies and Bryce will have to guess what movie they're from and the scenario that, uh, that the, the clip is taken from in the movie and you guys can play along. And so, uh, yeah, that's our intro. Thanks for, thanks again for listening and let's get into the show. So as I said before, we we streamed Mandy on Amazon, and Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that movie, Bryce? <laughs> it was a trip. That was the trippiest movie I've seen in a long, long time. Well, since Spiral. <laughs> this was much trippier than Spiral. <laughs> this was this was this movie was awesome. Here is the trailer.
special one, Mandy. I too am a special one. Let us be so very special together. What you gonna do with that thing? I'm going hunting. So what you hunting? It's crazy evil. You think you're so in love? I'll show you love. Mandy was awesome, and uh, and actually that trailer did a pretty good job of summing up the mo- <laughs> summing up the bones of the movie. Um, hey guys, this is an emergency dub over. We pre-recorded this episode, and at the time, Mandy was available on a number of different streaming platforms. Right now, uh, I think the there's two ways you can actually watch Mandy. One of them is through Shutter, where if you go to Shutter.com and enter HMT at checkout, you get a free 30-day subscription, um, and and you can watch it there for essentially for free. The other is you can rent it off of Amazon, which if you're going to rent it off of Amazon, I think it's five dollars. And if you could do us a favor and click the link on our site, that would that would help us out. But currently, it's not available. I, d- I don't believe it's available on Google Play or iTunes or anything like that. Anyway, um, back to the show. Mandy is an homage to the 70s and 80s in a lot of ways. Like the music, the like fantasy novels, horror movies, um, it's as well as like acid trips gone wrong. And uh, oh, oh, also brutal cults that fuel biker gangs from hell with like ultra meth. <laughs> um, if it sounds like fun, uh, I didn't mention that it also stars Nicolas Cage, which it does, and it and he's fucking badass in it. Uh, and uh, and so uh, the story uh, of Mandy starts with Nick Cage and Andrew, Andrea Riseborough, who is Mandy, kind of living their best life in a little cabin in the forest it seems like it feels like oregon to me yeah i think in the in the summary on imdb it it says it's in the pacific northwest in the early 80s yeah it feels it feels like old country oregon or washington something like that um i would know because i'm i live in those and there's like something weirdly like slightly supernatural about mandy not slightly very like this girl is a like if she's not a witch she's at least bewitching like she's got an eye that's that's just fucking trippy like it's clearly cgi'd a little bit yeah there's i mean the thing about this movie is the plot is not super important and the plot is when you 
look back at it is very simple. It's just a revenge movie. Yeah. Um, but it's really about mood. Yeah, this just movie setting setting a mood and using the visuals and the sound to establish that. And it I, I is think that, good at it. Yeah, and this director, his previous movie, from what I hear, is is basically that, and has not really much of a plot to follow, but is very much like setting the mood and and just establishing like a feeling through the visuals and the in the sound. Yeah, that's accurate. And and this movie is a mood. Like this movie starts off with like an extremely unsettling mood and then it kind of like when it starts when when the movie gets comfortable with itself, it like settles into like this ultra revenge mood. Right. <laughs> of like it's just just total badassery. Um there so as I said, there's something kind of like slightly supernatural about Mandy and she kind of infatuates Cage and they're I, I can't tell if they're uh married i can't recall they're definitely very in love and they own they they live in a house together out in the woods right and mandy was she was an artist right she worked at a gas station she um yeah i it wasn't super clear to me yeah she 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 did art so Mm -hmm. i guess that makes her an artist yeah i mean we review movies does that make us journalists right so so yeah yes she was answers no (laughs) yes she's an artist uh so there's just a lot of like this movie is a lot of like long shots mood pieces droning like badass music um and so as they're kind of like living their life nick cage is like a uh he's a lumberjack and uh and he comes home every night and they they you know, kiss and they watch a, a nice movie or something like that. And then they go to bed in the scariest room I can imagine. They have a room that's made out of windows and that's their, <laughs> that's their master bedroom. Uh-huh. It just contains a bed. It's yeah. a sunroom that with like huge panes of glass, like all the walls are just windows in and it, then they face the, the deep woods. And uh, like, I like camping and stuff. I don't like that room at all. So at, at one point, I'm sorry, go ahead. You had something. No. Oh, um, at one point, like Mandy's walking down the road. Oh, oh. And in the trailer, the, it, it, she's she kind of says uh, she's reading from her fantasy novel. And, it, and she says, under the crimson primordial sky, dude, that the. This whole movie is under a crimson primordial sky. Like the, everything is tinted in off color, or oh, or a. We you're going into the beat section before we're given the score. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. So anyway, I loved this movie, and uh, and I'd say it gets um, an eight out of ten from me. This is this is just Mandy is going to be a cult classic. Um. And I want to get on on the bottom floor of that. And, <laughs> and this is Cage's swan song. Yeah, I mean, the Mandy has been touted in all the horror, like, subreddits and stuff as something definitely that you need to see. And I would agree. Um, I don't think I'd go as high as an eight. I think I would give it, like, a seven. For me, it's just not my type of movie. Um, it's It's one of those movies that I can watch once, but I definitely probably won't watch again. Just because 
it looks great. I get the mood is unique to it and the tone that it sets is unique. Um, but as far as the pacing, and this might be that I was just really tired when we watched it, it was just too slow for me. I, I just, and it's, it's one of those movies that even if you like it, you have to be in a very, very particular mood to that's like a, go back to it. Yeah, that's a fair criticism. Now, I find myself in that mood quite a bit like this this movie is i'm is this is this is the metal music of horror movies uh-huh. like this is just all about like getting you amped up mm-hmm. and attitude like, yeah and like giving giving you a feeling right and uh and this movie does that well so like i'm i like for me that works a lot better and it is sl- a, a slower burn especially at the start um once it kicks into gear it's it gets moving. It gets a little bit ahead of steam on it, but yeah, it is. It is a slower paced movie. So for yeah. me, I did an eight out of ten. Okay, so let's go into spoilers. Spoilers. So as I was saying before, I got I got excited and kept going and going with this. But so one day, so th- this is a pretty easy movie to break down. This isn't going to be a long episode because Mandy is simple. It it is simultaneously simple and very very trippy and complex. Uh, it's co- trippy and complex in 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 its presentation, but it, the story of it very bare bones, very simple. Nick Cage loves Mandy. Mandy is infatuating and very strange and interesting. And one day she's walking down the road, (laughs) smoking her cigarette. And this van full of Jesus freaks, this cult, this very small cult drives by her. And she makes eye contact with the leader of, uh, of the, of the cult, um, played by Linus Roach. I guess it's as good as mine. And, uh, and he sees her and he just, he's like, I must have her. And then, so he tells his cult, okay, go and summon the the four quadmen of the apocalypse. <laughs> and so they do. They go out at night. They have a whistle. This, like, artifact uh-huh. that's also a whistle. They blow on it. And then the four, these four dudes show up riding motorcycles and quads and they're like they're like full gimp makeup yeah full, full gimp costumes yeah just like leathered out and they're across between and... a gimp a, and and the biker from raising arizona uh-huh like just all supernaturally yeah have like spikes coming out of their head and shit yeah one of them has a gigantic knife for a phallus oh yeah yeah anyway so they show up and they're like hey we need this girl and then they trade payment the payment for getting mandy is this jar full of drugs i think Mm -hmm. as far as i can tell some like amazing Mm -hmm. mind-altering drug that fuels these bikers and then (laughs) like like at that point then the 
that's a good half hour into the movie, maybe 20 minutes into the movie. Mm -hmm. And then it really turns around when the bikers show up at their house, at Mandy's house. Mm -hmm. They break into the house. They they bound and gag Nick Cage, and Mm -hmm. they take Mandy away. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, I mean, they 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 get her. They drug her with a a gigantic wasp. Was that? I thought they dropped the drugs into her eyes. They did do something to her eyes. Yeah, I think they did the wasp and something with the drug in her eyes. They took out this wasp that's like the size of the palm of your hand. And then they stung her with it in the neck. Mm -hmm. She's all drugged out, tripping. And the cult leader exposes himself to her. He's like, (laughs) hey, full frontal nudity on the dude. He's like, hey, Mandy, you're great. And I'm great too, and we could be great together. There's a part in the in the uh, in the trailer where he's, and what does she do? She just laughs at him. She just laughs and laughs and laughs like she. It's it's like she turns kind of evil. Yeah, I mean the, I think one of my favorite characters in the movie is that cult leader. Why is that? I just, <laughs> I love his introduction when he's, you know, they get back from driving. After they had, after he had seen Mandy, and <laughs> he's just laying, laying down on his bed That's in his right. cot, and he's, you know, this woman comes up to him that is just obviously just worships everything about him, and he's like, "Get out of here, bitch!" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, like he's she's he's, like, "Did I do something to displease you?" And he's like, "Everything you do displeases me." Right. How could you not be displeasing me? So he's he's just laying there, the laziest person in the world, and everyone's waiting on him hand and foot. And he's like, I want that woman, and I can't stop thinking about her. And it's just, I don't know how to explain it, just someone that's so lazy and entitled and drunk off of power. A cult of personality kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. And just everyone worshiping him for even though he's just this giant piece of shit. He is a huge piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, and everyone in that cult is too. Yeah, and so I mean they're all drugged out of their gourd and that's his technique is I think he just puts them on this super drug and supposedly gets them in this altered state where they are so amazed and able to, you know, bring in the the love of God or whatever. And that, that inter that scene where he exposes himself to her just really trippy visuals. Like everything has kind of like a trailing aura to it when they move. Yeah. And he's, there's a close up on his face and it very, very subtly and slowly morphs into Mandy's face. Yeah. Looking back at her. And it's just like, Whoa, this is... Dude. I mean, it's trippy just watching it. Yeah, if you get high, like, this this movie would will mess with you. Like, it's a, um, like, I, uh, I personally, not, not a fan of getting high so much. <laughs> but holy moly, if I was, this, this would, no, this would alarm right. me. Right. Very, very much. Because it's it's constantly messing with you, with you visually. Yeah, and, and there's just very, very subtle, subtle changes that happen on the screen. Like, just a long, long held close-up on Mandy. And then about halfway through, you're like, wait a her? minute, wait a minute, one eye is bigger than the other. 
and 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 we backed it up and it didn't start that way it just so subtly and slowly started changing yeah that at the end of and it stayed on that shot for like 30 40 seconds maybe and it was so uncomfortable like it's it is truly a mood piece and yeah. it proves it by like by just messing with your head all the time yeah so mandy did not buy into cult leaders bullshit yeah and just laughs at him and then you know what is a cult leader who gets laughed you know so he exposes himself to her she starts laughing at him that's the worst thing you can do to a cult leader amongst you know in front of his followers I, can you think of something worse that you could do to a cult leader um then laugh at his junk in front of all of his beloved followers i don't know threaten to turn him into the authorities probably maybe but yeah, it's it's pretty bad what she, what she did, and she was just totally like, I don't care about you. Yeah, and uh, so immediately he's like, "All right, we're killing you." She, he takes her out into the into into the yard, where Nick Cage is like bound and gagged with wires, and then proceeds to hang her upside down in a sleeping bag and light it on fire, and make makes Nicolas Cage watch them burn his wife. Yeah, after they stab him with, like, a sacrificial knife. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, artifacts in this movie, like, artifact-feeling props, Mm -hmm. like big stone knives or spears, Mm -hmm. that big badass axe that Nick Cage makes to get revenge. So, as Mandy burns alive, Cage has to watch, and he just goes insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the Jesus freaks peel out and take off, leaving him for what they think is leaving him for dead. Yeah, but he's not. And he's in the real dead. world, he would definitely be dead. Oh yeah, because he took he took a big old spear to the side. Yeah, it was like a wide knife too. It's like this the width of your hand with a point on it that yeah. would cut you. And they stabbed him right in the gut, which is usually just not a very survivable. Thing. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. But this is a movie. Yeah, and not the most believable no. <laughs> movie. <laughs> There's two moons at one point. It's it's like watching this movie is like watching a every cover from the seventies and eighties of fantasy, every fantasy novel cover from the fan from from the seventies and eighties. Like there's huge like knife edge mountains. And, like, two moons and, like, crimson sky and, like... Yeah, and everything's just oversaturated and colored and, like, the, the most... The biggest takeaway from this movie is the color red. Right. Basically. And and a tiger. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> the color red and fog. Yeah. Fog. Actually, you know, like, the biker gang is really memorable. Yeah. Like, they're one of the most memorable bad guys that I can... That uh, in in recent memory for me, because they're because their story is so cool. So to to progress, Nick Cage survives, gets out of the gag, and promptly goes to his revenge into <laughs> revenge mode. His revenge dealer enter the rage cage. <laughs> so at that point, Nick Cage decides he's he's on a quest for revenge. And he goes to his weapons guy. He stored some weapons at this R, this dude's house who lives in a in an RV in the middle of the woods. Yeah, like a big old sniper rifle. Yeah, he's like, I need my crossbow, 
and my sniper rifle. The dude's like, oh, yeah, and take this gun, too. And, uh, and then he forges a fucking axe. He forges <laughs> the, the most fantasy novel axe I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, if you were a guy like, that collected fantasy knives and axes, you would look at this and be like, that's a bit much. <laughs> it's all chromed out it's super chromed out it's like a it's like a gigantic axe with that's all chrome and it's got like this pick on the handle this like long pick that serves as also another knife so it's like this dual wielded killing machete thing it's just it's just very impressive and so the the weapons dealer dude i liked him a lot because he progressed the story very well. Nick's like, I don't know, they showed up with bikers and they're Jesus freaks, and it just didn't make any sense. And the that dude, the weapons dealer guy's like, oh, bikers, huh? Were they all crazy and, like, all gimped out? And Cage is like, yeah. He's like, oh, there's legend around these parts of, like, this 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 biker gang that they, they run on this ultra meth or whatever i can't remember what do you recall what the drug he said was no so he basically you know tells this story of these essentially like eternal biker gang who who just run on hate Mm -hmm. and who who just kill for fun and run trucks off the road and and they sustain themselves on this trippy drug that makes them it's like see the universe a different way and it's yeah. just all and they're completely faceless because they got masks on yeah can you imagine how rank oh. that would be off <laughs> those oh. outfits just in real life yeah. like not given how gritty and dirty these people were portrayed to be in the movie mm. but just putting on that costume <laughs> there must be that must be so, that, that must be why they're pissed off so much right like I would be too. That thing that makes us go Ugh, about that costume is probably why it's a fetish. Is the same thing that makes somebody else go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. all right, I'm into that. So he gives this cool. Uh, uh, he kind of recounts how this this biker gang came came to be, and then this is where like the telling of the story just kind of breaks down into cage kills everyone everyone in the movie one by one in in a in a incredibly badass way yeah full full rage cage like you said primal cage just blood soaked and he goes after him with an axe and all of his weapons and yeah it was it was yeah at that point there's just really nothing to explain because he he goes after each one of the four quadmen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He goes after he he ends up killing all of the cult pretty mm-hmm. much. I yeah. think with maybe the exception of the young girl. And the, well, he kills the old lady. Yeah, he kills the old lady. I can't remember a young girl. The old lady offers to to oh, please yeah. him. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. And it's a very slow paced of just one after the other. Like, there's not really anything super notable other than he gets caught and kind of chained up in the biker one, gang, the biker gang's like Hideout. office or whatever. <laughs> and then he he breaks out and 
keeps killing him. I mean, he's he's basically Nick Cage in this movie is basically Michael Myers. Like he's unstoppable. He's yeah. not supernatural, but it doesn't matter if you stab him in the gut; he's still going to come after you. Yeah, is that? Can you think of a better role for Cage or a better role that he's played? I mean, <clears throat> Face Off. That's I mean, like that's I can't. It's interesting. I li- I watched an interview of of Nick Cage or he did one of those YouTube videos of just going over all of his roles. And it pleased me so much that when he talked about face off, he's like, yeah, that's basically the pinnacle of my career. That basically is everything that I am as an actor. I'm like, you're right. Wow. It totally is. That is perfect. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> wow. He said that Yeah, with his mouth, with his mouth. Wow. And it's See, perfect. If you watch it, you're like, yeah, this is this is exactly what he was born to play is this character. And then of course he hands off the character to to uh John Travolta, which has to play the most insane version of Nicolas Cage. Go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> which actually were I mean if you're going to get sure somebody he, to play crazy Nick Cage, you, give, you better get John Travolta or Tom Cruise. Yeah, if you... I you mean, better get a Scientologist in there. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if I went back and watched it again right now, I'd be like, wow, this is really dated, but it's still just one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, that's a definitive movie for me is Face Off. I think I think Raising Arizona was, was another just top-tier Nick right. Cage performance. Right. And th- it's similar to this. I think pretty much any performance with Nick Cage is a top tier performance <laughs> of Nick Cage because he can't not be yeah. slightly nuts. He's balls to the wall. Um I mean there's definitely bad movies. What's that vampire one? Oh uh <laughs> uh I don't know, is it just Kiss of the Vampire or something? Oh, maybe. Or Yeah, I think it's Kiss mm, of the Vampire. Or was that Jim Carrey's one? I don't. Anyways, yeah, that one of I mean, just go on YouTube and see the clips of Nicolas Cage going nuts. It's like just hours of entertainment. Yeah, this was a very cagey movie. Yeah, very much like insane. The insaner you can let Cage be, the better. There was even and drugged out. Like I think the closest to him being this drugged out would be the. Oh, uh, what is it called? Bad Cop, New Orleans, or whatever it's called. Adaptation? Uh, no, it's the one where because that's a that's where they're getting high on uh, on those orchids or whatever. Yeah, from, but he wasn't, from the wasn't Bayou. He? I don't. I don't know. I I can't recall. It's been a long time. That's actually one of my. That's actually one of my favorite Nick Cage movies. Is Adaptation? Oh yeah. Um, it, and that had um. Oh, Bad Lieutenant. That's the one that I was thinking of. Did you ever see Bad Lieutenant? No. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it's worth seeing for his performance, but it's not a great movie. Okay. But he's like, yeah, a bad lieutenant. He's just high on drugs the whole time. He like has hallucinations about an iguana or something. That's, his, that's even lazier naming than Mandy. <laughs> bad lieutenant. Ugh. What a bad name for a movie. Yeah. I think probably his secret, his, his best role is the role he never got to play, which was Superman. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was um, that was like what twenty twelve or something like that, where they were talking about. Yeah, that was so. before. That was before um, Return of Superman. 
Yeah. Like they that was in development for a long time. And it had Tim Burton at the helm. Oh, it would have been it would have been nuts the and worst. terrible. Like I've seen I've seen like the screen tests of Nick Cage as Kal-El oh. in the Superman outfit and the Superman outfit would have been like weirdly multi-lit like uh led stuff on it and stuff it would have been crazy insanity and just seeing the photos of it you're like wow that's that would be nuts because it has like nick cage with long hair like to his shoulders with like the widow's peak it's like (laughs) it's it's great i will i i think i've heard uh kevin smith talk about this and just be like no no yeah yeah, I think Kevin Smith was involved in some version of that movie. I think probably before it got to Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a that's one of my favorite stories that Kevin Smith tells. And I've I don't really have a high opinion of Kevin Smith anymore, but yeah. But that is great storytelling. He talks about talking with this producer for the Superman movie and this producer just being the ultimate version of Hollywood out of touch Hollywood and just having a pet like idea that he's forcing into the movie, which was in this case, Superman, he's going to fight the ultimate personification of evil, which is a giant spider. What? It's got it. It's got to be in the movie. No, you don't understand, Kevin. You got to put the giant spider in. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And so he like, tries to get Kevin Smith to you know bend to this will of putting in a giant spider as the main villain of the movie and then the the whole thing falls apart Kevin Smith never like his involvement is is gone I think it goes to Tim Burton and then that falls apart and, and all this stuff shocking <laughs> and then the the uh, follow up to it that he says when he's given that story is that later that producer went on to produce Wild Wild West. Oh, Giant Spider. He got his giant, giant Spider, spider. <laughs> at the ending. So Wild Wild West. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine that Superman movie? I I would pay to see it, definitely. Yeah, me too. Anyways, back to Mandy. So a question for uh for you. Have you seen very many uh revenge movies? Like revenge-driven movies. I mean, yeah. Can what? Like, what are some standouts? Kill Bill. Oh, Kill Bill's the ultimate for me. Yeah, Kill Bill's pretty good. Like, my mind immediately went to "I Spit on Your Grave," but it's that's so disturbing. Let's see here. What other? What other revenge? Like revenge horror. That's that's yeah. Revenge a- horror is probably is is hard to. I can't think of any. Can anyone in the audience think of some good revenge movies? Because this got me on me feeling the need, the need for revenge. Mm-hmm. This was great. Yeah. Well, uh, Blue Ruin is supposed to be good. I still haven't watched it. It is good. Um, I don't. I don't. It's not at nearly as memorable as this. Although it is also similarly, it's a mood piece. Yeah. Um. Yeah, revenge movies are great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Final recommendations. Who do you think who do you think would enjoy this movie? Um if you are, you know, in the mood 
for an art movie that is actually still entertaining, you know? Yeah. Like if you if you want to see something that's a little more avant-garde and how it's shot and the visuals and 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 all that, but you still want to be able to follow the storyline. Yeah. And you can kind of appreciate what's actually going on in front of you. Then yeah, go see it. If you're a horror movie fan, just definitely go see it. It's it's a standout for the year. You know what this kind of brings to the front of my mind is Seven. Yeah. The weirdness of... Well, yeah, and the knife dick. I mean, that's right. definitely... The knife dick, obviously, but, but like, all of the freaky Seven Deadly Sins... Yeah. Like, now, Seven was a realistic interpretation, like, bringing all that perversity into the real world, mm-hmm. and this was, like, this world was... Still, like, allegory. Yeah, this world is, like... Not real, exactly. Mm, right. So, but all those perverse things, like, are in this movie in in kind of the same way, in mm-hmm. like presented in like the shocking fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of anybody anybody who had a you know likes Seven because of the imagery or the, the kind of the weird, strange like the magnifying lens on perversity, the perverse of people. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a weird Venn diagram of of like um themes and stuff cuz it's got something for everyone. It's got the gore. Yeah. It's got just perverse, you know, leather gimp uh evil people. It's got the cult. It's got Nick Cage. Know, Nick Cage being Nick Cage. It's got it it has a montage of Nick Cage making a chromed out battle axe. Yeah. It's got a montage right. of him building a battle axe to go to war with. Yeah, it's on like a, a motorcycle. Yeah, it's taking fantasy element elements and just 80s kind of weird Dungeons and Dragons feel and it puts it in Black Sabbath t-shirts. Yeah. Not and not even a modern setting. It's like in in a semi-contemporary presentation of it because it's, it's very not fantasy yeah it's a very interesting movie yeah 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 if you want to see an interesting movie see it and it's easy because it's streaming right now on anything that you you can pay for it'll probably I, I assume it'll no actually it's going to come to shutter if you subscribe to shutter um which it's coming th- this month. there's a low bar to subscribe to Shutter. If you're a horror movie fan, you should probably just do it. I haven't yet, and I should because yeah. it's like three bucks a month. Yeah, and just tons of horror on there. All all free to stream once you you know just Netflix model, but just straight a lot of horror. Yeah, we're holding on on getting a sponsorship from Shutter, <laughs> so we don't want to just like waste that money on. Hey, throw yeah. us three dollars. They're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I. uh I went on Shutter's site and I found a broken link, and then I messaged Shutter support on Facebook, and I was like, "Hey, you want to toss your dog broken. a bone over yeah, here?" I'm you know, I mean, as long as you know we're doing each other favors, <laughs> host a horror movie podcast, and uh, they're like, "Yeah, but you're we'd giving, give you would give you a plug." Yeah, but you're giving it away for free. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I know what cost per click. What cost per click can be? Yeah, very for that, expensive. I mean, yeah, if we got one listener on Shutter, that that'd be worth four bucks for him a month, right? Yeah, you listening to me, Shutter? You listening <laughs> to me right now? <laughs> Fucking, we love you. I'm, so I'm subscribe a- to Shutter, but 
maybe wait till we get sponsored and then subscribe. Right. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. Whole dangling that carrot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you might be waiting a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so let's see here. So now we're going to move on to games and, uh, and the game we're going to be doing is guess that clip. But first we have a public service announcement. This is a public service announcement. Repeat. This is a public service announcement. This is not a test. This is a public service announcement. The state of Washington has declared that adults with braces are not to be trusted. All adult Washington state residents with braces are expected to report to the closest police station for registration. If you notice or know an adult with braces who is without their safety vest, please remain calm and dial 912 immediately. A SWAT team will be dispatched to your location and will take care of the offender immediately. Again, this is a public service announcement for the state of Washington, declaring all adults with braces as being untrustworthy and potentially dangerous. This has been a public service announcement. This has not been a test. Okay, so this is Guess That Clip, which is a game that where I have partitioned out sections of horror movies, um, just audio clips, uh, for Bryce to listen to and guess... Two, two things. There's two points to be had on any clip, which is guess the movie and then guess the part of the movie that the clip is from. So you get one point for each. So you guys play along at, along at home. Let us know how you do. How many are we doing? We're doing five. Okay. <clears throat> so here is the first clip. So all you get is that fucking terrifying music and a girl saying hello, hello and then others responding hello. Oh, those were other that wasn't her? No, that was her her questioning hello and then others going responding with hello. Hmm. I mean it sounds like the soundtrack to a slasher. I just don't I feel like it should be iconic and I should know. It's it's meant to sound that way. This is a big hint. It's meant to sound iconic. It's maybe not necessarily. It's one of my favorite horror movies. I've given you an awful lot to go off of. Um, is it one of the screams? No. All right, I feel. This is It Follows. Oh. This is the grandma scene and it follows like to me the most disturbing scene where this grandma in a nightgown is just walking at her down this school corridor and there's some girls in between our protagonist and this grandma who's walking at her and 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 she says she sees the grandma no one else can, and it follows no one can no one can see the bad guy except for whoever is infected with it uh, okay and so she sees this grandma walking at her and she says hello and the girls behind the grandma look at her all funny and they're like yeah what hello okay Ugh. wow yeah i've seen that one and i didn't remember i didn't remember it yeah I it's remember, remember. that movie's great because it intentionally like it's drawing from that like the that 80s feel yeah, yeah. of horror it does a real good job of it i think yeah it was a great movie yeah i forgot that no one else could see 
the it. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the best parts. Because I thought it. the, because I remember it was the group of friends were like helping each other. I assumed they all knew what it was, but I guess not. Okay, this is clip number two. Talk a little bit about what's going on in this room, because I think there are some fascinating ramifications here for the future. When you introduce genetic material of research quality to a life form such as ours, which is possessed of a, a sort of, a, I hesitate to use the word, atavism, but let us say a highly aggressive nature. For example, that fellow over near the, um... I believe that's a common bat of the order Coroptera, the only mammals, I might add, capable of complying. Okay, I'm I'm relatively sure I know this one. This is Gremlins 2. Ah, he got it. And it's actually one of the Gremlins that's super intelligent. Yeah, like this a is... a Gremlin scientist. Very good. Two yeah. points. Full, full score. Yeah, this is Gremlins 2, the part where he drinks the brain hormone. Right. <laughs> uh, we've been talking about Gremlins 2 a little bit recently. Yeah, there's a great Key and Peele sketch of... <laughs> they're the writer's room for gremlins too. And they bring in the Hollywood punch up guy for the movie. And he just, he gets everyone to say the most off the wall suggestions. And he's like, it's going in the movie. Cause <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that they put in that movie is so bonkers. You're like, all right, they don't, it's not even close to being serious. Yeah. That's a crazy, crazy movie. It's the, what a way to kick off the nineties. Like that, yeah. why the nineties happened the way they did. Right. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, m probably at that point, meth. <laughs> right. Um, okay. 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 Movie number, clip number three. Here we go. that music yeah i can i can continue with the music a little bit more if you want but it'll only help you so much oh man here we go let's let's move to this part here What is that? It's a zombie movie. Yes. Not exactly zombies. Oh, man. I couldn't help you out any more than this. Oh, man. Not exactly zombies. More like... Like a real zombie virus. Like what? So that was whatever days later. Is that right? Oh, you're so you're thinking this is... 28 days later? What's it called? You're in the right franchise, but you're not on the right. You're not on the right movie. Yeah, this uh, is three this months is... later or whatever. It's called. <laughs> three months later. You want to take a stab at the scene? Uh, I 
I have no clue what the same. I've seen both of them, but I can't remember. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, so this is twenty eight weeks later. Twenty eight weeks later, and um, this is the kind of getting pretty close to the end of the movie where he leaves his his wife has is a chimera, right? She has two different colored eyes, and he leaves his wife. Um, I think that's called a chimera. Sure. Um, he leaves his wife and his I think his son or her son, uh, to basically to die in um in in a in a house and he runs away from it like mm-hmm. yeah and it's got that iconic music i love the, i love those two movies i'm waiting i'm just holding out hope that there's going to be a third yeah months later 28 months later so i get a half a point on that one that was half a so point what is it 3 days later and it's the days later whatever it's something something later but you didn't even you didn't guess the it's, you said days it wouldn't have been the right one anyway. Whatever. See, it's the right franchise. This is why you think I cheat on all the games. Is why, why you're like, I don't know. I'll have to go back and check it. Because you want to cheat so bad. You're like, I'll get a half point for that. Come on, that's a half a point. How is that? A, that's three close. Day, three days late. Yeah, it's close, but it's not. I don't remember the title of the... I mean, come on. Yeah, but it was, you didn't even I, say weeks. You said days. I identified the franchise. That's worth half a point. New rule. Wow. Um, okay, let's... All right, here is clip number four. I love this clip. What the hell? I love it. Oh, man. I don't know, but, like, the shot and the... I mean, it sounds like there's, like, helicopters or little machines that are flying around. I'm trying to think. Or insects. I... I know this isn't it, but this is the closest I can think of would be Mars Attacks. Oh, no. Yeah. No, this is this is the very end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh. Where okay. where he's chasing her with a chainsaw and a dude with a truck drives up. I love the classical music okay. with it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it. And or I started and I haven't finished it. And it sounds like she's screaming for her life at the end, but really she's in the back of the bed the bed of this truck and they're driving away from Leatherface and she's laughing. She's just covered in blood from head to toe and she's laughing because she's getting away from him and as this like super clockwork orange sort of scene like plays out <laughs> of like this dude just dancing in the street like he just cut his own leg with the chainsaw and stuff it's mm. crazy all right last clip all right and here is the final clip clip number five This you don't get a lot to go off of on this one, and I can do it again if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna need it. 
<laughs> um yeah, I don't recognize it. Um Sounds like a evil gypsy or a witch. Oh, you are dead on on the first part of that. Um, and where she says you shamed me. Yeah. Evil gypsies are very prideful. So that's where <laughs> <laughs> That's your takeaway. You don't want to shame evil gypsies. Um uh, I'm not racist against gypsies. My cat is named Gypsy, so. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wait. That probably does make me. I don't know. Sorry. An evil Roma. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. Um, oh, man. Evil Gypsy movie. The only one I can really think of is Thinner. I'm going to um, throw you a bone here right now. And I, I think... I'm trying to remember if Drag Me to Hell had a gypsy in it. Because it felt very Drag Me to Hell-ish. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've seen it. Whatever it is. I'll give it to you because you guessed the movie. It, oh. is, it is Drag Me to Hell. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it's the, car, it's the car scene where she gets into her car in a parking garage. And she's all, like, tripped out because there's that... There's that um, handkerchief that's bl- blowing in the wind and you know in a car garage there's no wind in a car huh. garage really like under, yeah. under the ground and then the gypsy's in the back seat and she like leans forward and she's like you shamed me like oh man drag me to hell was such a great that movie. was a great movie i'm su- okay so yeah i uh, i get at least half a point on that one because no you get a full point on okay that one. yeah drag that was a great movie peter jackson right um no i thought it was sam raimi Oh, Sam Raimi. Maybe it's... Uh-oh. No, yeah. No, that's right. Sam Raimi. Yeah. It's Sam Raimi. Maybe... Is it both? Sam Raimi. Yeah. Yeah, so so Sam Raimi did that, and, th- like, so last night I was recording all these, like, at midnight, because I couldn't sleep, and uh, and this was the only one that I didn't... that I left for this morning, because that movie upsets me like in a lot of every clip that i looked at was i was like i don't want to watch that right now i want to watch that right before i go to bed i want to listen to that like <laughs> drag me to hell worked on a lot of different levels yeah that's that's probably the best pg-13 horror movie yeah oh like yeah. in terms of like actual horror in terms of scares yeah yeah for sure that was a great movie yeah. like i was shocked at how how much i liked that yeah it was it had everything I wanted. I, if you could do more of those, Sam, please. Yeah. yeah. I think there's... Was there a sequel? No. I don't believe so. There's an autocomplete for Drag Me to Hell 2. No. Oh, there's a trailer for Drag Me to Hell 2. What's that? Uh, this oh. is like fan made. That's bullshit. Um... Man, that'll get you views. Yeah. That'll get you views. <laughs> make, make, take fan favorite movies. Taking money out of the pocket of Sam Raimi. Take take fan favorite movies, claim there's a second one, Make a, claim there's a trailer for a second one, and then just make a bullshit nothing 
Oh, look how many downvotes compared to upvotes on that video for Drag Me to Hell, too. Yeah. Uh, so let us know how you did compared to Bryce's rather paltry score <laughs> of three. Um, that is a hard game because unless you've seen the movie, like I, 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 and it's hard to know what, what Bryce has seen because I'm not Bryce. Anyway, that's our episode for today. You guys should definitely go check out Mandy. Again, uh, Mandy is only available on Shutter and Amazon currently, so check it out there. Back to the show. Thanks to to everybody who's been listening and giving us feedback. We appreciate it a lot. Share this episode with a friend. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. Subscriptions really do make a difference uh, for us. And give us feedback. Anything you want to hear that you that we're not doing, let us know. And, you know, we'll be happy to take that and try and make something work with it. So thank you very much, and you guys have a great rest of your day. This was Horror Movie Talk. Bye. Bye. Bye.